0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Pauline Malubai, small business operations expert and business growth strategist about her background and experiences. Definitely going to deep dive into processes here, and hopefully everyone else, and myself included, can learn from her. So welcome, Pauline.
1: Hi, Adam, and Adam's show listeners. Well, um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Definitely. Well, yeah, let's just jump right in. So uh, my first set of questions really just about you. Um, I'm interested and I'm sure everyone else is. Could you just tell us about yourself as much or uh, as little as you want to share with all of us?
1: Yeah. So I, I'm at the moment, I have, I have two businesses. I have a agency where we're a digital agency and we help six, seven figure entrepreneurs, female visionaries with everything that is not their zone of genius. So think marketing, think sales, think operations. They outsource that to us. We take care of it and they just do what they love to do. Um, and I just I'm launching my advisory side of the business, which is an accelerator accelerator program for struggling entrepreneurs, and it's getting them on the path to being profitable and you know to that six figure path that a lot of brand new entrepreneurs hope to to get to. So those are my two sides of the business, um, and. I am a aspiring digital nomad. I have not been able to travel. <laughs> I would have been traveling by now, but of course we are um, still in the COVID-19 stuff. Um, but that's that's in the works. That's been in the works since, ever since I can remember, since I heard of that term. Um, and I am a power lifter, or was, getting back into it now, now, now that gyms have reopened in the United Kingdom. And um, my goal is to basically empower a lot of brand new entrepreneurs that were amazing employees um, get their footing in this online business world that's a little bit messy and confusing and overwhelming at times and helping them um, start their own online business so they can also achieve, you know, the independent lifestyle, the freedom, financial freedom that everyone, everyone craves. Definitely.
0: That's me. Wow. All right. Well, we got several things there. I want to definitely circle back to, but I, I'm certainly interested. As someone who's involved in processes, helping others with processes and ironing things out, I got to know what's what's your normal routine like. Um, you know, we hear a lot about it being important, but I always like to ask people. You know, what do you do, or what do you try to do on like a daily basis that helps you?
1: Yeah. So there's there's the, there's the question right. There's the ideal day that I that I always put on my calendar is is the main thing, and there's what I actually realistically do. Yep. Um, and I used to be a lot more disciplined when we were allowed with other people because I'm one of those people that don't like letting p- other people down mm-hmm. so when I know mm-hmm. I have to go to the gym with a, with a you know training partner of mine I wake up early because I'm more of an early riser when I really need to be I used to row in university I we mean, used to get up at like 4 30 a.m to row at 5 30 something ridiculous um, so I always strive <laughs> to wake up early uh-huh. um, because I always like to think, I I always like to do my, um, you know, my meditation, my coffee. I need coffee. I don't yeah. know what everyone else. Um, yeah, coffee, I'm on board. water I, I'm not one of those people that's like, no caffeine. So I I get up, I have loads of water. I sit still. I do my journaling. I say that, but it's kind of hit and miss. I'm not perfect. Um, I do my five minute meditation. I have the shine app. There's a ton of Mm -hmm. um and that's really important and what I've realized if I don't meditate for five minutes it I feel really off once you get into a habit of it and you you don't do it I feel really off um and I don't actually look at anything or none of my to-do lists because I look at that the night before Mm -hmm. so I kind of start to visualize what my what my my next day would look like before the night before Um, and I tried to get an early training. Um, I'm really lucky that I have, I now have my own business that I can just go to the gym around 2 PM, which is my peak training time. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people like to train in the, in the morning I've tried it. I don't have the energy. I need a lot of, um, food already in my system. So I do my training around lunchtime actually. So the beginning of my day, it's a lot of like, um, meditating, drinking lots of water, um, and getting to do things that are hard for me like my brain needs once my my brain needs the calf is caffeinated then I can do what I really need to get done that day I prioritize it and then by 11 or 12 I'm ready to get out of the house and go for a walk or something um normally walk to the gym something like that and then meetings tend to happen in the afternoon so I can just bang Three to five meetings a day if i really need to um especially with the zoom stuff um and and what works for me is that i have to book everything um and i need to be in the flow um a lot of my um team teammates or like colleagues or you know Mm -hmm. my my um contractors they think i'm crazy (laughs) but i tell them i have to do emails for two hours and that's it like two emails for two hours just And I hate it when people email me, I always say Slack it to me. I hate emails, I'm always about inbox zero. Um, And it's kind of like my pet peeve when there's like random emails in my inbox that I don't need.
0: All right, so Um, I've got to dig in deeper on this. So this is of interest to me um, because I use email, I use Slack. I guess, yeah. can you talk a little bit more about how you use Slack? Because uh, to me, that can also be an interference or distraction, right? So how do you use it yeah. so it isn't kind of a instant distraction as opposed to email where it could pile up on you? Like, wh- wh- How do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, so I use Slack when I need to take a break. That's not, that's, that sounds really strange to people. So there's some activities where I can do it while listening to like a true crime podcast or a productivity podcast. Um, like I don't want to say mindless tasks, but they're tasks that don't probably take about thirty to forty percent of my brain power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give my I give myself um, slack time where I can like almost take a break from like the like the 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 task that takes like eighty percent of of my brain, i.e. copywriting, um, coming up with original content, doing a podcast um so then i do what i call like customer service mm-hmm. or team check-ins and i do that in the morning um uh, i do it three times a day so morning um morning after i've done my priority task afternoon um just after i get back from my walk or actually sometimes i do it while i'm at the gym as well just in between sets cuz i just yeah. it's just time killing time um yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then um and then and I'm, I'm really bad at this and it should really be earlier and around 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really like that because sometimes some clients they reply to me and then I almost regret looking at Slack because I'm like, oh, I don't have an excuse how to reply to this. <laughs> it's like really 5 p.m. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they don't. So actually I, my, my day is shifted. So I don't actually start working till 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, until the evening because I, I tend to sleep in. Sometimes I wake up at like 7 a.m you know I'm not one of those 5 5 a.m people sometimes I think the earliest I've woken up during the pandemic was probably like 6 a.m like once a month most of my wake up time is like 7 30 8 9 30 and then I don't start working till 11 but I am that's like one of the best thing about being being your own your being your own boss and not being in employment you can dictate your time um so I'm really really blessed with that and a lot of people don't have that um don't have that option. And I work with a lot of US clients. So immediately my time zone has to be shifted because EST and CST and the six other <laughs> time zones. Yeah. Have to have to be yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I work with a lot of EST people.
0: Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah. The meditation part that really struck home for me. Um, and then the shine app, I'll put that in the show notes. Do you, how do you, and like you said, even five minutes of meditation is really good for you. Do you have, we've talked about this with several guests, but do you have a a way or any recommendations for people who may be like, yeah, I want to meditate, but I just don't know. Do I need to like go to some special training or like, what am I supposed to do?
1: Yeah. Meditation, you don't have to do it. And actually, It took me a while to get into a meditation practice. And each time I stop for like a month or so, it's easier for me to go back again Mm -hmm. and start it back up again. It's like riding a bike. It's like going back to the gym again. Um, And for people, you don't have to get, there's so many free apps and there's so many ways to meditate. For me, I can't, so I have, I used to live with someone that they had, they can just sit still for 20 minutes just with their thoughts. Like with no guided, I need guided meditation. Mm-hmm. But my housemate at the time, she just used to sit with her little cushion for like 20 minutes, and I used to think, how do you do that? Like I cannot, I cannot deal with that. Um, so you need to find the right one. Some people really like visualization um, meditations. Some people like the affirmation ones as well, where you know, some people are really you know integrated with yoga. I'm not that kind of person. Um, mm-hmm. But just find ways that work with you and just youtube it there's so many great youtube um meditations free meditations there's a lot of freebies of free meditations but it's finding um for for, just experiment basically you don't need anything fancy i can't do anything longer than 15 minutes (laughs) for me the sweet spot is five to 15 minutes most days i do five minutes And if something, if I, and actually, I think for some people, they, they actually need to reverse engineer it. So rather than using meditation as like a proactive tool, Mm -hmm. they should use it as a reactive tool. What I mean by that is if something, if you get a crappy email, if suddenly a client, you know, you're suddenly going to get fired or a loved one said something bad to you and you Mm -hmm. feel a reaction arising, that's the perfect time. To go and do a meditation, <laughs> because that's actually um, tell you 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 get a ch- in meditation. The whole point of meditation is that you observe what you're feeling and your thought and your reaction, and then you try not to react in a way that's detrimental to you. So that's that's as for newbie meditation meditation people, that's what I always advise: um, use it as a reactive tool rather than a proactive tool.
0: I like that too, and I mean just personally, that's you know I tried off and on for years. And then, I, I mean, books say this, training say this, you know, don't get hung up on not doing it all the time. And I kind of got hung up on doing it on a regular basis. And, you know, I just finally, then it did struck me, uh, struck me uh, one day <laughs> that, you know, oh, I just need this when I need it. It's not, yeah. and for everyone it's different. I'm sure there's some people where it's like, yeah, half an hour is great and I do it daily. And for me, that wasn't the trick. So I really do like your idea of saying, hey, just try the apps, try YouTube, find what works because it is so personal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like, how do you like to go to the gym? Some people yeah. like to run. Some people like to lift weights, find your, find some people like to go to group classes, do, do what works for you.
0: Definitely. Well, uh, switching gears slightly. So as a small business operations expert, you're highly involved in processes. This is great. I just, I'm curious, how did this come about? How did you become that person?
1: Yeah. So I was working in a, as a re- user researcher. Um, and then I was also in sales. I did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a user researcher in a product design agency i really hated how my agency was run mm-hmm. and it was a startup and it was a small business and i love my boss but i just hated the fact that he kept making an excuse that um the way things were run were messy um, because we were a startup and i was like that's just something really wrong with that notion that just because we're a startup operations are are going to be messy like we just have to expect operations to be messy Um, the employees are expected to just figure things out,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I hated that. I hated that so much. And it really, it really irked me so much. And then when I started my side hustle business, um, I had a few clients. So I was launching podcasts, actually. That was like my little side hustle. Mm -hmm. And that was also, there's a lot of, you know, project management, operational stuff related to launching podcasts and working with the CEO because it's, um, and they're contractors. And my clients were just telling me, Oh my god, you're so organized! Like I wish you like organized the rest of my business, and that kind of spiraled from there. And now I work with a lot of six figure CEOs, and I basically they. And the amazing thing about it is that they don't need that much tweaking. That you just need to set the things that they do on the daily, document it, and make sure that other people are following what the guidelines are, and yeah. making sure that their culture has that operational, organized system in place. And then it's like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Well
0: then, and I just yeah, remember- that kind of, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, go for it. Go uh, I was it.
0: just gonna say, well, you're kind of, uh, I had another question for you and you're leading into it, I think. But so where do you see then that most people have the most problems with process development and impl- implementation? Is it, like you said, are they kind of there? They just need that push to like, hey, finalize it, make it part of the culture, just do it. Is that kind of?
1: It's so simple, yeah. right? And it's because so many startups, visionaries, solopreneurs that want scale, whatever whoever the CEO and founder of the business is, they're so. And to be fair, it's it's not a detriment necessarily. It's actually a good trait for a CEO to be a visionary, to be moving, you know, move things, break, break whatever the slogan is. But um, I always tell them, you have to slow down to speed up. Because if you don't have operations and systems in place and you don't slow down, might take a month, might take two months, might take six months, depending on how big your business is, but you don't take the time to train your employees about how certain things are, um, op- you know, streamlined or, or certain processes are documented, which sounds, re- I, t- I keep telling them operations is not se- sexy, but you have to do it because what happens is if you do get the client's and you have to operate at 100 times what you were doing before, things start to break. <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose those clients. The client experience is gone. And um, I, I lost the side of your question now. But yeah, so a lot, the, the the main problem is a lot of visionaries just don't slow down, speed up.
0: Gotcha. oh um, well, I really like that. That is a, a different slow down and speed. Yeah. Up. And I really like that. I like, I think it was this may be in many more places, but most recently I've seen it with like the US Navy SEALs. I think it's like slow is smooth or and smooth is fast, right? So like go slow, just get those repetitive processes, make them more complex over time, and then you can really just crank through stuff.
1: Yeah. And it's actually I think it's one of the it's it's a principle that I learned um when I was rowing in, mm. in, 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 and I was never a good rower yeah well ready.
0: I'd say yeah I've rowed two and I wasn't that great but uh, I can that understand is, it like, <laughs> like going quickly right off the bat is a her- oh, terrible idea and it's going to be really painful
1: <laughs> yeah and there's specific and it's, it's only three moves this is what people this, rowing is a really boring sport really to be honest <laughs> you look at it objectively it's three moves that you just have to get perfectly and that everyone in that boat needs to get perfectly in sync and that's right. how you speed up but there's specific bit and the move where you it's you actually have to slow it down speed to speed speed the whole thing up the speed speed the whole boat up mm-hmm. and it's such a great analogy it's, it's something that really struck me um and a lot of business owners they feel like if they even stop to document processes and if they ever audit what they're doing yeah um that they're gonna lose so much revenue and they're gonna you know all of this stuff and there's that fear and it's It's if you, once someone has grasped the concept of you have slow down, speed up, then you know that they're, they're going to get to that six figure, seven figure, whatever market is they they want to be in.
0: That is great advice. Yeah. Everyone listening can definitely, I know we can all put that to use. I mean, I'm guilty. Everyone's guilty of it. You've really got to take that time to take a breath review, reflect, see what you're doing, where can we improve, things like that. You know, it doesn't have to be every day maybe, but you've. Re- I agree, you've got to take that time. And I'm going through this myself, building my team. So we add more people, you know, you've got to, okay, take a deep breath. Everyone's getting a little overworked. Where's the problems at? Solve it now, because it's not going to improve. It's not going to fix itself.
1: Yes, exactly. And it's happened to me quite recently as well within my agency, you know, and we always give feedback. It's one of the main things I learned working for a massive tech company. Mm-hmm. All, always get feedback, always get feedback, no matter how painful it is. And especially feedback from your people, you know, the people who are doing the processes day to day because they know the process more than you.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. And I where possible right to try to get them to improve the process themselves or at least offer their input right. like, hey, this could be yeah. done better because, yeah, they're the Over ones screen. doing it.
1: So. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's where also a lot of CEOs I see fail. Um, and it's not really, again, it's not really their fault because a lot of businesses, when they start, especially small businesses, they don't necessarily have employees straight away. They might have contractors, and contractors have like three or four or five or six other clients as well. Yeah. So they're not 100% dedicated to you. So I always do advise for my CEOs who are wanting to really get seven figures, you know, multiple six figures, you have to hire full time people because the culture is then going to be committed to the business um, you can't have a contractor who's non-committed to your processes, you know, they're not going to be hundred percent accurate at the time, nor they're going to strive to be hundred percent accurate unless they're a really, really, really wonderful human contractor, yeah. you know, that take that much pride in their work. A lot of the time, a full-time employee should, should do the business or process or audit the systems and processes inside your business a lot more than a
0: contractor. Definitely. That I makes think. a lot of sense. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm kind of curious. Then let's take a, a personal dive into into this area. So um, I see that you're active on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, other places. How do you keep up? And how do you do that? It, how do you be? How are you in so many places? Do you what kind of processes do you have for this?
1: Yes. So there, um, there's four things. One, when I, when I'm about to do something, I either I either I think about this in this way. So one, do I get to automate the thing? A lot of my Instagram, all of that posting, even my stories Mm -hmm. are automated. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Is it something that can outsource? And a lot of new entrepreneurs, no, the answer is no. They cannot outsource because it costs money. They don't have the cash flow yet. That's okay. But as soon as you can, and even before you're ready, you can outsource the things that is taking too long in your time because it's actually costing you money because you're not selling, which is what you should be doing as a CEO at the beginning. Or um, can you delegate it? Again, you don't have to outsource it. Can you delegate it to a family member? Can you bribe your young kid to do it for you? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a CEO where I think her 13 year old is in charge of like her Instagram or something. Oh, that's
0: great.
1: Um, right, it, because everyone is so tech savvy now and the young, even really, really young um, children. So I don't know if it's good for good parenting, but that's another another <laughs> It's sword. effective
0: in terms of efficiency. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, and then what was the other one? Or just delete the task. Yeah. Right. Um. So those are the those are the things: automate, outsource, delete, or delegate.
0: I love it. Hundred percent.
1: Yes, and if you're brand new, and I always give the different advice you're brand new try to automate try to make smart software decisions so that you can automate as much as you can yeah and then once the, the the higher up you are then the more you can outsource and delegate um and delete and when you're brand new as well I always say delete just yeah. delete it for that quarter go, for, go. it has to go to the next quarter try it try it the next quarter for now delete it as a task
0: Yeah. Um, I will pile on this as well and say like, this is, yeah, I do this at a weekly level and then a quarterly level. And this is exactly the questions I ask myself, you know, like, what could I automate outsource delegate or delete? And, you know, if it's questionable, then it definitely has to be one of those and it might be delete. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's really hard. This is not an easy task, by the way, especially for the high achievers, which a lot of entrepreneurs are, because that's how, that's how you get into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really hard actually to, to come up with this list. Um, but that's why I work with my clients and we figure out, you know, their mission statement, their vision statement and the values and, and what they really wanna achieve because it all really boils down to that. And then if anything, doesn't um, fit into their mission statement and their vision statement in the next, you know, not even five years, but in the next six months, then we delete it. And that's a good way to, to solve that problem.
0: Nice. I think that's a, a great idea. Yeah, and people can do this on their own too just doing the kind of a reflection and and doing that. I think that's so powerful. Um, okay. So speaking of powerful here, we got a few more minutes and I wanted to touch on this. So physical and mental strength, right? That can be combined. Um, and I've found that, you know, it makes a powerful thing just when I'm feeling healthy, not that I have to be literally powerful, but when I'm healthy, I'm doing better. Um, so I'm curious, you mentioned powerlifting, And so, you know, one, do you believe in that kind of healthy mind, healthy body? And then, you know, do you advocate other people, you know, fitting in exercise as part of, you know, their must do type of activities?
1: oh yeah absolutely like hundreds of studies have, have proven this to be yeah. true um but of course just because it's true people are motivated to do it <laughs> mm-hmm. so again um and yeah I, I always I always believe that sports allows self-discipline and if you force yourself to do something that you probably hate mm-hmm. the actual physical evidence of what it does to your brain chemicals is that it actually motivates you um And this is why I always want to do some kind of exercise in the morning, even though I'm not powerlifting, but during, um, COVID lockdown, I would do a HIIT workout in the morning Mm -hmm. after my breakfast. Um, because it just gives you that, like that energy boost. It can, again, if you hate exercise or whatever, try to do something, walk 10,000 steps, you know, do four minute Tabata You'll be the, the important thing is you have that physical like you're out of breath. You're breathing. You know you've and your bad. Your body is a machine. Like don't never underestimate your body. I can do a million different things um, in in a day, including really vigorous exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and the, and and I, I used to have a big problem actually, and it's quite common with people who do a lot of bodybuilding as well um we actually it's like a feeling of itchiness when you don't go to the gym often yes I don't know if you feel uh, so I I struggled really hard in the first six months that the gyms were locked down I I got used to it eventually I actually even bought a whole gym set and then I moved house and I couldn't bring them out of the gym but um and I got used to it and then I had to do more HIIT workout Mm -hmm. like all of that stuff pushing my body but um that's just proof of how how exercise can be addictive so it really does affect your 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 chemicals and your brain yeah um, definitely yeah. I
0: feel the same way yeah with running um I'm the same way and yeah. so I've got to watch that too because you can also like lifting weights you can overtrain, and so it's finding that balance and being like well if I can't run maybe I'll go for a walk but still getting some form of exercise
1: yes and rest is so important yeah rest is so so important it's the it's part of a an, a, an athlete's regime it's like you know you need your eight hours. Some people only need like seven, six, four. I think Michael Jordan only needed four. Oh, like some like he was really fit. I don't know if it's like a thing I read on the internet. It's probably not true, but some people like a percentage of the population only needs four hours. It's like a genetic um, oh. variation, which is amazing. I, how many? <laughs> have
0: so many productive hours. I am definitely not in that small percentage. So Whoa.
1: I'm about seven and a half. I realize anything over eight and a half, I'm like sleepy mm-hmm. when I wake up. So my, yeah, my optimum is about seven, seven and a half. Um, So, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, uh, last uh, question for you here. Uh, I'm really interested in this. Uh, What book or article or video do you find yourself recommending the most to people these days?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. I've got so many in my head.
0: All right. I won't Um, limit you to one. Maybe two. Maybe two. We'll go with two. I always give people some leeway on this.
1: Yeah. So right now I'm reading The Millionaire's Mind. Mm Hmm. Um. And it's all about yeah. The millionaires' mind. Obviously, there's like classic, like the twelve-week year. You've probably heard of that one. Uh huh. Um. And my favorite book that I will read over and over again. It's one of those books that I think it's really famous, and it's one of those things that means a lot to different people. And I think the more you read it, the more you get a lot of it, depending on what stage of life you're in. And that's The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, and it's really for people who are feeling a little bit lost and you know or, or fear or, or know what they want but like are fearful of getting it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah that's my favorite book the optimist the, the cool.
0: all right well i will add those on there for sure those are good i've only heard of the 12-week year i'm gonna have to check out the other two so pauline thank you so much for a great interview i mean i've gotten some stuff i've got tons of notes here things to add to the show notes and i'm sure everyone listening has, has loved this as well so well where can people go to find out more about you and what you're up to
1: Yes. So I'm on Instagram at CEO Pauline Malabai. Um I think I'm also CEO Pauline Malabai on LinkedIn and also on Facebook, Pauline Malabai. Um And my website is helpmepauline.com. That's my agency. And, but I'm mostly active on Instagram and also I have a podcast, How She Owns It. That's published everywhere. So just put How She Owns It and I'll I'll, I'll pop up somewhere. And I'm sure I have a YouTube channel as well, but I don't, I don't have a URL for that yet because so we're not really growing it.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Well, yeah. I will put all of those in the show notes so people can check it out. Thank you again so much. This has been great.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real World Productivity Podcast. If you know someone that would enjoy this episode, please grab the link and send it via email, message, or whatever means works best. Now, if you're looking for more ways to increase your productivity, time management, and team building skills, be sure to go to productivity.academy slash resources to find out what tools, cheat sheets, and services can get you started and make the most impact right now. For those who want to make fast changes and want to save dozens of hours, I highly recommend joining the 14-day Productivity Foundation Challenge at productivity.academy slash foundation challenge. This 14-day challenge takes minutes per day but will help you develop or improve your daily review to get more done with less distractions and loss of focus. You'll also get over-the-shoulder directions for setting up an automation to save dozens of hours and the process for deciding what else you should automate and how to do it. And if you're serious about continuous improvement and you know that productivity, time management, and team building will impact every area of your personal and professional life, join us in the Growth Automation Membership. Find out more at productivity.academy/join.